everybody. Dan Urban here along with Scott Fontana and we're the Couchside Judges. Scott and I wish we were getting ready to break down the judging at UFC 249, but we all know why that's not happening. Instead, we're changing up our format and giving you two, yes, two shows each week from now on. For today's episode, we're going to look back at one of the best fights of all time, Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard 2. Yes, sir, Danny. This awesome rematch for the lightweight title is our past judgment feature bout. So we can see how it would be scored using our patented CSJ system. It went down as a wild split draw on New Year's Day 2011. But maybe our scoring system will allow a clear winner to emerge and better reflect what went down in that fight. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. But Dan, as you know, I've had the opportunity to interview Frankie several times over the years. Always a class act with me. He seems to be down to earth in person, just like he is that you would see on TV or, or on the internet or any interview you've ever seen him in. Real easy guy to root for, especially for Jersey guys like you and me, right? Absolutely. Love Frankie Edgar, heart of a lion. He is, he is. And this was this was really the fight that made you realize just what kind of metal he had as a fighter. He was awesome in, in his wins against BJ Penn, which I know you're not really thrilled with, but you got to understand it was it was a really good performance that he had, especially the second fight. Well, definitely the second fight. The first fight is, I have to rewatch it, but I remember watching it and I didn't think he did enough to win. But Well, uh, you are you are a big BJ Homer, so I can understand why that would come about. <laughs> I have to rewatch it. It's been years. I probably only watched it live. That only, That's probably the only time I've ever watched it. But I mean, and not this, not to say that I'm the first person to say this, but Frankie Edgar really does epitomize that Jersey tough kind of mindset. Oh yeah, when you hear people say, you know, built Jersey tough, you know, you think Frankie Edgar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Before we dive into this fight, though, why don't we give a little bit of setup of what happened before their first championship bout? Because these two had met three years earlier, and you just watched the first fight. Can you take us through what happened? Yeah, the first fight was in Colorado at altitude, which I think did play a little bit of a role in the gas tank of both these guys. Yeah. The you know the first round was a close round, but Gray Maynard was landing the stronger strikes. He got a takedown. Didn't do that much with it, but he did more in the round to win it 10-9. The second uh, round was, was definitely Frankie's round. I don't agree with the judges giving it 30-27 across the board. Okay. Frankie was landing the heavier shots. He got a, a heavy lateral takedown into side control. Didn't do much, but it was a higher impact takedown than what Gray's had. Then at the end of the round, Gray does get a takedown, but doesn't do much with it. So, okay. I mean, in the judges' eyes back then, they'd probably say, oh, he ended the round on top. We're going to give it to him. Yeah, that sounds about right. This was yeah, this was April two thousand eight when this was happening. Yeah, so this was this is actually about a month before I started watching regularly. Yeah, and round three, uh, this is where I think the cardio came in. Frankie seemed a bit tired, probably not used to fighting in altitude and having to deal with being on the bottom. Probably you know probably took a little bit of a wind out of his sails, and Gray was able to just wrestle him the entire round. So your dispute is with the score, not with the not with the winner itself. No, I thought I thought Maynard definitely won. I just don't think it was a thirty twenty seven. I thought twenty nine twenty eight would have been uh, more fair. Well, you know what's interesting about this fight too is it was the co-main event. Kenny Florian actually won in the headliner over Joe Lozon. He got a TKO. But Maynard was even though he had been on the Ultimate Fighter five and was in the semifinals there, he he really wasn't in the rankings picture at lightweight. Frankie, though, even though he was he was nine and zero at this point, so still early in his career, he was still in like kind of the top ten, top fifteen range because he had come in to the UFC and really stunned everybody when he beat Tyson Griffin. So when Maynard came in and won this, this was 
I don't know if it was necessarily an upset, but it, it was certainly like the arrival of Gray Maynard as someone that people needed to understand was going to be a factor at 155 pounds. Right. In in the pre-fight hype, they were building this up as which prospect is going to uh, become a, a contender. Yeah. That was like the story behind this one. And what's funny is even though Gray won the fight and he didn't lose again before he ever fought Frankie, Frankie ended up, he kept on winning and he got the championship fight and then he won. So it, it's a little bit weird. I always thought it was strange how Frankie was able to jump the line uh, against BJ and get that title fight. But obviously he made it work and he ran with it. You know, he got the title shot off of a win over Matt Veach. So that was that was a fight where Matt Veach was a last-minute replacement. He was supposed to fight Kurt Pellegrino, so it was kind of a, a South Jersey uh, battle of the best at lightweight at that point. But Matt Veach had to step in on late notice, so that's why it was it was that. But nonetheless, it, even that, it was still a little surprising that the, the title shot went to Frankie. Yeah, he did have a win over Sean Shirk uh, prior to this fight. That was a good win, too. That was the same night that Machida won the light heavyweight belt. All right, but let's let's fast forward. Let's get down to business, Dan. I'm excited to break down Edgar Maynard too. So before we start, Dan, will you remind uh, everybody of what the Couchside Judges Scoring System works and and how the criteria is compared to the ABC's ten point must? Sure. As we know, each week it's very similar with only a few key tweaks. We dropped aggressiveness and area control as tiebreakers when effective striking and grappling are even. This allows for more frequent ten ten rounds. A 10-9 round for us is one in which a fighter had a slight but noticeable advantage. A 10-8 round is clearly and easily won by one of the fighters. A 10-7 is for a dominant round that you might think of as a 10-8 round by the current ABC standard. All this allows for more diverse round scores without blowing up the entire 10-point must system. All right, Scott, set the stage for Edgar Maynard 2. So this was at UFC 125, which was uh, New Year's Day in 2011, as I mentioned earlier. This was at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, and it was actually Edgar's first title defense after he got past those two BJ Penn fights. Uh, so it was actually technically a second title defense, but more or less people kind of viewed it as his first title defense against somebody new. So Maynard actually had come into this fight. He was 10-0 with that no contest on his record. Definitely the top UFC lightweight contender at this point, but most people would say that Gilbert Melendez was the actual number two at 155 pounds. It's just that he was fighting as the strike force champ for a few more years at this point. So they couldn't get them together. Okay. So who did Gray Maynard beat to earn this title shot? Yeah. So he beat Kenny Florian actually on the undercard of Edgar's second fight against Penn, which was a few months earlier. So Maynard's credentials as a all American wrestler at Michigan state, that's kind of where he was really coming from as, as, a major player in the division. Most of his wins had come by the decision, so a lot of wrestling was involved in there. Although he, he did hit hard. He, he he was known for hitting pretty hard with his fans, but just not so much a diverse striker, we'll say. Judges for this one were Patricia Morse-Jarman, Marcos Rosales, and Glenn Trowbridge, with the referee as Eve Levine. So, Dan, you know, take us through the beginning of this round here, which, you know, nothing happened in round one, right? Yeah, totally. In the first minute, nothing happened. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think Frank Yeager landed a leg kick. As That's as far as the action in the first minute goes. Definitely very uneventful until about a minute 17 in, right, when uh, Maynard gets that left hook that just clobbers Edgar. And, and at that point, the champ's in major trouble for, what, several minutes. Yeah, Maynard hits him with the left hook, drops him. Frankie gets right back up, but Maynard connects with a, a right uppercut, drops him again. He's all over him. 
Yeah, he's just eating shots. This fight probably could have been stopped at, at some point during this swarm. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone would have complained if Heath Levine stepped in. It, no one could really argue that this fight was, that Edgar was not in major trouble. Maybe a lower profile fight, it does get stopped. In credit to Levine here and actually allowing, <laughs> allowing Frankie to take the beating because he was able to come back from it. Most of the time you'd say, no, let's stop this, please. But, you know, hindsight being what it was, we actually got to see it work out. Also, knowing how tough Frankie is or learning how tough Frankie is because of this bout, you're glad to see that. He did let it go. But uh, anyway, Frankie's nose is busted. He's wobbly on the feet. His, you know, he's not as mobile or doesn't have the same footwork right now that he normally does when we see Frankie Edgar fight. It's like watching Frankie normally, except he's got kind of a stanky leg. And then he gets dropped again with a right. He was eating some right uppercuts, right? Is that what you're talking about? Right, yeah. Oh, my God. Th those were hard. <laughs> Towards the end of the round, he started getting a couple exchanges in. But, I mean, this was an easy 10-7 Maynard. It was. It was. And Maynard, actually, he went for a Darce at one point. It wasn't too close, but he was he was going for it. Well, I must have missed that. Yeah, no. It was It was at one point uh, a little more than two minutes left in the in the round. And, and Frankie's kind of down, face down on his knees. And you see Maynard's trying to set up that choke. You know, he's got the, the hand behind the head and then the other one in there. And, and unfortunately, it wasn't working out for Maynard because Frankie was able to get back out, out of the trouble there. So it worked out. But, I mean, you had three knockdowns in the whole round plus the sub attempt, which, again, not a strong one, but it was there. Yeah, that's a, that's a textbook 10-7 even by ABC standards. and That could have been a 10-7 <laughs> in ABC standards now. I don't know exactly what the criteria was back then in 2011. I mean, <laughs> you just look at that, and that was easily the biggest beatdown you ever saw a fighter get through that you can really think of. I can't think of anything. I don't know how he survived. The guy's tough as nails. You could even argue that him surviving was more effective than all the beating he took because, I mean, it, had, it, it drained gray completely oh yeah he was totally tired out from that one yeah and it, there was three minutes of hell that frankie had to go through but it definitely seemed to affect the bully's mental state he was within inches of being a world champion several times oh throughout the entire round it's yeah yeah pretty much but obviously so again we agree here that this was a 10-7 easy for maynard definitely a 10-7 but the, for the record the all three judges gave this uh, as a 10-8 for maynard and again, I think I think they all should have gone 10-7, but at the very least, no one was crazy enough to call this just a 10-9. Thank God. Right, yeah, thank God. Everyone gave it a 10-8. I don't fault them for not going 10-7 because I, I I don't know if there even was a 10-7 back then. Oh, there was. It was. It was basically something that no one ever gave out. All right, moving on to round two. Scott, why don't you take us through it? Yeah, so first off, Maynard is considerably slower to start this round, like we had alluded to. Definitely tired out, and I think he had an adrenaline dump as well. I don't, I don't think it was just that he got tired, but he also threw 81 total strikes, according to UFC stats, which is, I mean, that's a lot for one round, especially when most of them had all that power, and he threw most of his weight into a lot of these punches. So this was 81 hard strikes that he threw. So I can understand why he would slow down. Yeah, they were all deaf on power shots trying to end the fight. So Frankie's actually looking a lot more recovered. Maybe not 100%, but I would say he looked probably at least 90% by the time he kind of started walking out for the second round. Rogan actually remarked that Frankie uh, might not remember the first round. And after the fight, Edgar totally confirmed that, yeah, he doesn't remember much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd re remember that round either. But he, to me, he looks like he's 100%. He's ready to go. 
yeah, he, he was he had a good straight right in the first minute, and that was where you kind of knew it's like, okay, he's not going away. No, he was moving in and out, landing landing some good strikes. Dictating the pace. Uh, Maynard was doing kind of a lot of, I don't know if it was stalking, but he was kind of just moving toward him, but he wasn't throwing. Yeah, he was just walking him down, and he, he couldn't really put together any offense. Yeah, the, the champ, though, he was able to land another straight right that, that turned Maynard. It was kind of about midway through the fight. And that's where you're like, wow. Frankie's really got this going now. He's moving. Yeah, Frankie is definitely a much different fighter in this round mm -hmm. than the he first He had that round. slam. He had that slam where he picks him up, and uh, the crowd just exploded. Yeah, that was a high-impact double. It was. It didn't stay down long, but it totally right. counts. That was that was a good scoring takedown. Maynard was able to scramble, get back to the feet. Maynard's even, he's even got some bleeding uh, under his left eye now, so it's not entirely isolated to Frankie. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I don't think anyone else really picks up on that until later in the fight you saw at the end i think it was at the end of the first round that there was a little bit of a, a mouse or a little bit of bruising underneath maynard's eye but mm -hmm. it hadn't opened and i think that what happened was that opened up okay. in the second round but again that was something frankie did in that round yeah frankie definitely won this round clear decisive round for edgar 10-8 yeah that's what i said too you know he outstruck Maynard 21 to 6 here. So that was a 15 uh, on significant strikes, I should say, not total strikes. But that was a 15 strike edge, which is actually the same edge that Maynard had in the first round. Different degree here, of course, because at several points, Maynard probably should have finished the fight or should have gotten the finish. And you wouldn't say that about Frankie here, but he was he was very much in control here. It was such an awesome way to see someone bounce back from such a, a disgustingly hellacious first round here. So for me, it's 10, eight, two, I've got 18 to 17 Maynard. I have the same 18, 17 mm -hmm. Maynard. You know what? It had to be so mentally draining to come out. And then this guy, he's still sticking around and he's still the fighter. We all know him to be. He was still the champ a fighter. That's able to move in, move out, hit you, be gone before you can counter. Yes. And it's like, Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to get this chance again like I had in the first round, and that's just in the back of his mind the entire fight. Most definitely. Now, all three judges also gave the round to Edgar, of course, 10-9, uh, which is the score they would give at that point. Our scoring, of course, is different. But as it stands, Edgar's down one point on both the judges' cards and our cards, so he's right back in this. He's right there. Now, round three, though, between rounds, you saw Randy Couture, he was really laying into Maynard in the corner, saying to stop chasing the knockout. And I really did like the way Gray responded uh, because he came out, he looked more loose. Uh, now both he and Frankie are landing well. See, I didn't think uh, Maynard was landing that good early. Oh, okay. See, I thought I thought Frankie came out much more confident this round than he did in round two. I thought he was moving in and out with leg kicks and punches and staying out of range. Oh, he totally was. But I, I think it was one of those things where both of them were actually pretty well engaged at this point. And, and I thought Edgar was landing some good combos and that Maynard looked a bit off. To me, he didn't seem like he was really attacking much and didn't have an answer for Frankie's movement. Gray shoots a double and, and Frankie stuffed it. And I kind of felt Gray was lost in the first half of this round. See, I disagree. I actually thought he was looking okay here. And, and we also saw that he was able to bust Frankie's nose again, which, you know, he'd already done. But the bleeding had gotten, you know, kind of the leaking nose had come back by the second half of this round. And that was that was something Gray did. Yeah, uh, you can't ignore that. It's just I, 
it's already been busted. How how effective of a strike do you need to you know reopen it? Understood, understood. But I, I would still say he he was looking okay, and that's not that's not the only reason why he was looking okay to me. But I thought he was looking pretty solid. Now at the end of the round, he gets kind of that last minute takedown. Can't keep Frankie down, so it's not that effective. Um, but he does. Then he does eventually get the takedown again, and Frankie looks for that Kimura, but but Maynard steps over and passes to end the round. So that was. I thought he was a little more successful with the, in the grappling department there, um, even though Frankie did lock in that guillotine. Is that what you're gonna say? Well, I thought in the first the, he got two takedowns at the end of the end of the round, right? Yes. Okay, so the first one, Frankie defends it by by locking a uh, Kimura. Yes, he and does. basically shuts down any offense Gray can have. So, but Gray did step over that Kimura. Yes, he did briefly, and then they're back on the feet. Yeah, and then he took him down again, and Frankie locks in the guillotine. Yeah, I thought maybe the choke almost could have steal. Like, I can understand why somebody might go the opposite way here, but I actually did give Maynard the 10-9 in this round. I could see a 10-10. I can even see a 10-9 for Edgar, uh, but I actually went the 10-9 for Maynard here. Okay, I went 10-10. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I can understand that. It was a, it was a very close round. Yeah, this was this was definitely uh, probably the closest round I have. Oh, the, yeah, the I would say so. Fight. I thought that Maynard won... The second half of the round, and Frankie won the first half. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. Yeah, I, w- I would allow for that. I thought Gray did just a little bit more, but again, agree to disagree here. I can see the uh, the other perspective. So at this point, I have Gray up twenty eight to twenty six through three rounds. So it's still anyone's fight. Um, what so what your score would be is uh, what? I have a twenty eight twenty seven for Maynard. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's, he's still up. Two judges gave ten nine to Edgar in this round. That was Morse Jarman and Rosales, while Glenn Trowbridge. Gave 10-9 to Mater, just as I did. All right, now let's take us up into the championship round. Danny, what's going on in round four? Round four, Mater comes out hot, landing a couple strikes. But moment- yep. momentum slowed almost uh, immediately when Frankie lands an uppercut and shoots a double and gets it against the cage. Yeah, no, but he actually ended up getting the uh, the standing guillotine he was going for here. It was good offense. Uh, pretty tight. It looked tight. It wasn't It wasn't necessarily like an inch from a finish, but it was. it was there. That was a good one. But Gray was able to fight it off, separate, but Frankie gets another takedown, which yes. uh, Maynard scrambles to turtle, but eventually stands up. This was all in the first minute, too. It was actually right. a pretty active first minute. Yeah, this was, this was a, a very active first minute. I feel like it was a, a kind of a case where Gray was at least coming off of a decent round, even if he didn't score it his way. It, was, it wasn't a bad round for him. So for him to kind of have that first minute where he finds himself in all this trouble, it's like, man, he just can't get back into it. Yeah, Edgar was landing some pretty good punches. And Gray actually looks like he's kind of exhausted everything already. He's in slow-mo. Especially after those grappling exchanges, his arms are just shot. Every punch coming is so slow. Yeah. No, there was there was no zip anymore. You just, you look, you were watching a fighter who, he wasn't done, but he was compromised. Yeah, he was landing a couple strikes. He was able to stuff a Frankie takedown, but... Basically, this round was Frankie bullying the bully. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I thought uh, Frankie was a clear clear winner in that round. Yeah, he had, and he, I want to mention this too, that he had that one takedown that Frankie goes for, and he kind of drives Gray into the fence. He doesn't get the takedown, but then he's able to land those two hard lefts. And those were like, those are two of the most iconic punches that I can remember Frankie landing in this fight, even yes. before I watched it. Yes, that's right. He drives him into the fence, Gray's down on like one knee. His uh, left arm is trapped, and he's Frankie, postured a little bit. Yeah, Frankie just lays like 
two or three shots right to the face. Totally unanswered. Yeah. And and that was just you're you're looking at someone and you're saying, How is this the same fighters that we saw three rounds ago? It, it's it's remarkable what happened in this fight. I can't even be in, I can't even imagine being the fighter who started that fight and then I, now I'm in this position. I'd I'd be so so upset. I I don't even know how I'd finish the fight. Edgar's he's just clearly dictating the entire flow of the fight and then particularly this round and Mater just doesn't have any answers you know the 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 significant strike edge again for Edgar 17 to 6 he had two rounds now where Maynard only lands six punches against someone as that active as Edgar like that's not getting the job done he probably was just so tired I mean I don't know it it had to be and so this is obviously this is another clear 10-8 for the champ so now I've got it tied up at 36 and I have Frankie Ahead by one point thirty seven thirty six. Again, I understand the score. I, I disagree personally, but I I can understand why you would get that one. All three judges saw this one for Edgar too, which that's the only way you can see it. Ten nine. Round five. Round five was pretty even for a while, and Gray actually looked much fresher in this round than he did in round four. He did. It, it was kind of like he knew, okay, this is your last stand. You need to do something. This guy's still standing. He came out. He landed a, a nice right, a decent left hook. Defended a takedown, you know, that Frankie uh, went for after that. He even tried to shoot for his own takedown, which, I mean, at this point, I don't know if that's the smartest thing, given energy-wise. Gray went for seven takedowns in this round and didn't get one of them. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that was the smartest decision or strategy. No, no I think at that point, to use all of his energy like that, rather than try to go for some sort of finish here, it, was, it seemed like a poor decision, yeah, but I don't know. I mean... I think you have to wonder what what the mental state is about a situation like this where you really felt like you just destroyed this fighter and he's still standing there. That's I don't know what that does to you mentally. It's like he's a zombie. I mean, how do you kill him? (laughs) The the Jersey zombie. Incredible. I mean, the striking throughout this round was really even until like the last minute I felt Frankie pulled ahead. Yeah, he had that great combo I remember too. It was was, uh, what he landed two or three punches. Yeah, it was like it was like a, a two three two or something like that. It was a good one, yeah. But actually, even before that, Frankie opened up a cut on Gray's right eye, like underneath the right eye now. So he's opened up cuts underneath both eyes on Gray. Yeah, so he's definitely doing damage, even though sometimes his strikes don't look that strong. He, they, they're still pretty strong. They're effortless, is I think is what it is, because he's he's so smooth with it. I don't know if it's effortless, but but he's very smooth in the way he can just kind of move around and make it look like he's not throwing the power like you're saying and he lands and it's like oh that really stings look at it you can't even see it sneaks up on you close round though i I did go for the champ here 10-9 but it was very close i gave it the same thing i but i thought that last minute of striking for edgar was what put him over the top totally the punctuation mark for sure and the damage under uh maynard's eye i think Mm -hmm. that helped too yeah so 10-9 for frankie yeah, so what's your final? Yeah, he retains 47-45, coming back okay. from that disaster of a round one. Just remarkable. I have it 46-45, same winner, just a slightly different score. Actually, we had two judges gave the round to Maynard here. It was Morse Jarman and Trowbridge, and then Marcos Rosales gave Edgar the 10-9, just as you and I both saw it his way. Okay. Um, so what happened there for the actual judges, even though this was a, first off, an incredible display of heart, perseverance, and and just the ability to keep going by Edgar. Uh, and I was just so impressed with it. But the really judges, amazing. the judges 
we had Morris Jarman gave it a 47-47 draw. Marcos Rosales had 48-46 for Edgar, more or less what you and I scored, mm-hmm. uh, just a little different. And then Glenn Trowbridge had Maynard winning 48-46. So it's it's a little interesting to give that fight to, to Gray here because you're saying Gray won three rounds. In Trowbridge's case, he's talking about round five, round one, obviously, uh, and then round three. So round five was essentially the round that gave Maynard an actual judge's card. Yeah, I, I disagree with giving it three, but I guess you could see how it could happen, how you know round five was really close. I just thought, yeah, you know, I definitely thought Edgar edged it, though. We should say, though, this is where our scoring system changes things because you're allowed to grade the degree of these rounds, and it's not just 10-8, 10-9. Right, things don't have to be so rare. You know, Morse Jarman's score of 47-47, that's what I had when I watched it live. That was a 10-8 first round, and every other round was 10-9s, and I saw it the same way. Or I, Actually, I didn't say it exactly the same way as Morse Jarman, but I did get the same score of 47-47. Okay. And I think that's the way to do it, but I don't like it because I really do think Frankie won that fight. You, you, Gray Maynard won, what, four, five minutes of this round, of this whole fight, excuse me? Yeah, that's it. Granted, was a crazy four minutes. And you could argue he probably deserved the win in the first round to begin with, but he didn't get it. It kept going, and he couldn't do anything about it. It was in his control, and then he let it slip away. Yeah, you got to be able to give a 10-7 for round one because Mm -hmm. it's a finish in a lot of fights. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to be able to give 10-8s in rounds like round four because they're not the same thing as a 10-9 that we see in round three or round five. Absolutely. Uh, this is why I like our scoring system. Not that I'm biased or anything, of course, but I, I, we developed this scoring system because of fights like this where we think it can make a difference in the result. It didn't necessarily leave a sour taste or anything like that because that fight was amazing, and I don't think you can right. take that away. And again, you can understand both perspectives of why somebody felt one guy or the other guy should have won, and for very different reasons, but... I still think you need a scoring system that's more diverse. It shouldn't be as lazy as just everything's a 10-9 except for a, a gigantic beatdown. That's That doesn't make sense. Right. So I'm proud of our system uh, coming coming through in this fight and declaring the rightful winner. Frankie, the answer, Edgar. Absolutely. So then we actually did need to get a little bit of resolution here. We had a draw, so they booked an immediate rematch for October 8th that year at UFC 136 in Houston. Dan, you just watched this one, too. Take us through what happened in the threequel. In this fight, it was near identical first rounds. Yeah. Gray puts it on Frankie again. He's even more bloody this fight. Oh, yeah, he was a wreck. He wasn't as close to being finished, but there was, I mean, he was getting knocked down. I think he got knocked down two or three times again. Gray just landing bombs, but he just can't put him away. Now, you couldn't find uh, any scores for this, you, I couldn't find any of the judges' scorecards printed at the time, but pretty much everybody observing thought that this was another 10-8. This is a 10-8, right? A 10-8 well, by their by standards. By their standards, <laughs> this is another 10-7 for us. Yes, yes, I agree. Frankie, a lot of, he's just grabbing Gray's leg and hoping you know, to hang on, and, Gray, and Gray's just hitting him. Yep. Another beatdown, first round, but he gets out of it. He survives yeah. the round. And Again. Gray Maynard must be beside himself right now inside his own head because... I can't even imagine. Twice he had a championship being dangled inches from his face. 
and he just couldn't couldn't close the show. And then at this point, Edgar just completely storms back and takes control of the whole fight. What they were saying in the commentary is that Gray didn't exert himself completely in round one like he did in the first fight. It looks like he was more. Sure. Yeah. But he comes out and fights like the the second round where he has nothing. He just doesn't do anything. He he completely took the round off. Frankie wins that round easy. Mm-hmm. Round three again, somewhat of the same thing. Gray's a little more active. Sure, but you have to you have to sit there and wonder like what what's going through his head. How how is he going to react to this? How is what is his mental state driving him to do at this point? Yeah, at minimal, he's disappointed right now that this fight is still going on. I wonder if it's disappointment because I think he still is very much aware that there's a guy in front of him who's who's still beating the crap out of him. Oh, of course. But it's still in his head. He's like, man, this fight should be over. Yeah. And then round four comes along and we finally, finally get resolution. Yeah, they scramble. Frankie hits him with an uppercut off the scramble, drops him. He's dazed on his feet and he's just he just pounds him. Hits him with two or three really strong right hands, drops him, and just swarms with lefts to end the fight. Gray was out. Finally, a stamp was put on this trilogy. Yeah, it took them, what, eight, 12, almost 12 full rounds to get a finish when you factor all three fights in. This had to be really tough on Gray. I would have to think so. so the thing that I look at from these, especially these two title fights here, is that Maynard was just so dominant in what, maybe seven, eight, nine minutes of these two fights. But then that's, on, that's only seven, eight, nine out of 44 minutes. Frankie was crushing him in all the other minutes of the fight. Yeah, maybe not at, at, at the same same level. No, certainly not. You got to admire the heart of Frankie Edgar. Oh, yeah. Twice being put in situations where a lot of times the ref says, this is it, it's over. Mm-hmm. And then to come back and win. And then in the second fight, to come back and win by finish. By knockout against a bigger man. That's another thing. Frankie against Gray is like a 170-pounder versus a 155-er. At this stage, yeah. We did see at some point where Gray was able to successfully get down to featherweight. It didn't work out too well for him, but he, he was small enough to be able to get down there. But, I mean, Frankie was even still undersized when he went down to featherweight. Oh, yeah. Frankie's been undersized his whole career. You know, he but he says, you know, it's better for my stamina. I like to be the faster guy. So I guess it's a trade-off, trade-off some size for, uh, sure. for those. I just look at Frankie being able to knock out dudes at the top of the division at 155 pounds, knowing that he should probably be a natural 135-pounder. And I just think to myself, I'm like, man, he could have wrecked people at bantamweight. He really probably could have, but they they didn't have those divisions. Not in the UFC. Uh, when he was coming up and he wanted to fight in the UFC. No, he had to do what he had to do. Credit to him. Uh, but Maynard, though, after this fight, he just wasn't the same fighter. Yeah, his career kind of fell off. He did get a, a Clay, he did beat Clay Guida immediately after. That was such a boring fight. I was there for that. I was covering that one in Atlantic City at Revel, the short-lived casino. It was such a terrible fight. It really was. It was it was a boring split decision. I remember it more than probably anyone else should. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was really the last notable win for him at that point. After the uh, after the Guida win, he went two and six over the next five six years. Yeah, though I mean those two wars with with Frankie really took a lot out of him. I think mentally, I, that's that's my speculation. Yeah, because you know what, his maybe his chin wasn't the same after it too, especially after the knockout. 
Possibly. He, he got knocked out by TJ Grant, Nate Diaz, and Ross Pearson, you know, three straight. TJ Grant was awesome. He's such a he is such an MMA what if. But yeah, he didn't he after he lost those four straight, he went down to featherweight, didn't solve anything, and, and he hasn't fought in almost two years now, October twenty eighteen. He was on the undercard of uh McGregor and Khabib. Oh really? Yeah. Who yeah, you... that was he, he lost to Nick Lentz oh, at, yeah. at lightweight. That was a lightweight fight. Um, but we haven't seen Maynard since. He's not with the UFC anymore. And I don't know if he wants to fight anymore. I have no idea. It, I think it's just a shame, though, that his career went downhill so quickly because he, was, he wasn't even that far into his career. He was only about – he turned pro in 2006. These fights were 2011. So he's only five years in when he was fighting for the title and arguably good enough to be the champ. Knocked the champ out twice, basically, but didn't win either of them. It's a shame, but that's that's the fight game, man. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Couchside Judges. Scott and I will be back again later this week with a double dose of past judgment as we look back at both fights between Frankie Edgar and Benson Henderson for the lightweight title, which ended in close judges' decisions. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Couchside Judges, as well as myself at Dan Urban MMA. And you can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and be notified when episodes drop. Thanks for listening, gang. Stay healthy and safe. Take care, everybody.